Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. This is episode 123 of the show itself, Seattle Interview Series number 34. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about Seattle Interview Series. This is somebody who's been in the area for a good amount of time, mm-hmm. somebody I've, you know, been to high school with, uh, Mish Powell, Mishael Powell, if we're going by full name, uh, you know, current University of Washington cornerback, uh, one state at O'Day, all Metro, all state, I believe, if I can remember correctly. Uh, <laughs> If you've seen it, if you follow not only O'Day or UW, you see that uh, Mish got put on scholarship lately. So that's a big deal. And it's, uh, you know, it's just talking to him. Really cool to see that um, after knowing him through high school, not actually knowing that he was going to go to UW until I saw him uh, make that official back in 19. So uh, really cool to see that. I want to, well, let's first off, how have you been, I mean, since that announcement, I'm sure that was a big deal. Um, and I'm sure that the, you know, the text and the contacts have kind of flown in. Um, and I know I want to talk about that a little bit later, but just how has it been since then? Um, if it's, it, it's been good. I mean, the, I'm very blessed. Let me start there. You know, thank God that, you know, like coach DeBoer, like was able to, you know, watch the tape and recognize, you know, like my skills and stuff like that and feel that he, I, he needed to, give me an offer and stuff like that. So I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, overall, I feel really good. Um, it was, I said, we celebrated a lot that day, but um, I just now I'm in this routine of like, you know, just back to work. Um, so back on my new, on my same schedule, working hard, um, getting extra work in, doing stuff like that. But um, no, I'm very blessed. And my parents, they've like been really excited. I don't think it's fully hit me yet. I don't think it's hit me just yet, but no, I'm definitely blessed things like that. So I would say I, I am feeling really good, but, you know, just, you know, still stay the course. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I'm sure this is a big moment, but also there's a lot of work to be done, especially, you know, with the new staff and uh, with a couple of your teammates leaving for the NFL. So uh, we'll talk about that in a sec, but I want to start, where did the athletic journey for you begin? Because obviously, you know, if we look back to high school, you did more than just football, right? Right. So where, where did the athletic journey begin? Was it with football? Was it another sport? How did that really take off for you? So I would say I, I uh, my parents joke about this a lot and I joke about with them too. I was really good at baseball for a while. And um, I would say my athletic journey started there when I was a kid, I played T-ball. Uh, I played for the, I can't Seattle central. That's yep. a league, right? Garfield and they, we play in Garfield, um, their play field. Um, yeah. I was, I started off with T-ball, you know, built up to baseball. I started football when I was younger, but I didn't like getting hit or I like really contact, but my friends played it. And my dad, um, he played for CAYA program, which got transferred to the C- central district Panthers, the CD Panthers. So that's why I played for. So I just, I played there just cause my friends played, but I was really in love with baseball for a while. So I would say, yeah, I, it started off with baseball for sure. So uh, obviously this would help then. Uh, did you play any other sports growing up? Obviously now knowing baseball, I think I remember, did you uh, did you go out for baseball at O'Day at all? I think I remember. Yeah. About that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I made the fr- freshman team. And I tried my sophomore year, made um, JV, but it that's that's funny how the story is. Um, so we had a game. Our first JV game was on Monday. And how seven on seven football goes is it's during the same time as um, football, JV football. So we had a tournament at Rainier Beach High School. And I broke my wrist and I broke through my growth plate that Sunday with, with my game on Monday. Oh, so, so I broke through my growth plate and I had to get surgery. And just because of the, because I wasn't on varsity, the JV seasons aren't as long. So they're about, I would say six to seven weeks. And that's the, like around the healing process of a broken wrist. So um, I didn't play baseball. I stopped playing baseball my sophomore year and then just locked it on football. But yeah, no, I would say baseball. And then, Towards the end of like my senior year, um, I did like a little bit of shot put. I did that for like the last my last but yeah, no, baseball and football. I know that you mentioned your dad. Uh, I wanna I wanna touch on it. You know, reading about you, uh, can you describe growing up in a household with graduates, you know, from Harvard and Columbia? I mean, I'm, there's a lot of knowledge in that house. So <laughs> yeah, I know that you know uh, not to skip O'Day, but when offers came around, there was some Ivy League interest. Uh, and I know that uh, I read about there, there was no pressure at all. It was, you know, make your own decision on it. Yeah. Growing up though, how was it, you know, having that knowledge in the house and you know, your parents as graduates from those, those schools? Well, for a while, just 
I mean, I really appreciate my parents because they let me kind of just like, they didn't really, um, how do I explain this? They didn't put their like um, awards and their accomplishments like on me. Like they kind of let me be a kid and play around and just have fun. And so for a while they had me on this plan of like, like going to a day and things like that. Like they had this plan for me, but I didn't know the importance of like the schools that they went to until I got to high school and talking to my parents like, oh, like I always knew like, yeah, my dad went to Harvard. Yeah, my mom went to Columbia, but I didn't know what that meant until going to high school and then talking about colleges and talking to my counselors like, oh no, Harvard and Harvard and Yale and Columbia, these Ivy schools, these are like real deal schools. So I went back to my parents like, oh, you guys really like went to these schools. Like that's crazy. But no, for a while, like I didn't know the importance of it. And um, I would say that overall, they didn't really like shine that on me. Like um, they never was like, you need to, you need to be this smart. You need to get these grades. Like they're always like, you know, B's are above like that, hopefully straight A's. Like that was all of their goals, but they never would be like, if you want to go to Harvard, if you want to go to Columbia, you need to get these grades. They were never like that. And yeah, when you're talking about in terms of like me getting certain offers and then them saying like, you know, kind of do what you want. I would say, I would say that was more on my mom's side than my dad, you know, my dad, um, he was big on me going to Harvard. We we went out for a summer camp out there and it kind of, it brought him back to old memories and stuff like that. So I think he was really sold on me, not just going to Harvard, but just to an Ivy League. So I had Columbia, um, Princeton, Dartmouth. And so he was just sold on me going there because he knew the experience and he knew what it offers like after, which I don't totally understand. But my mom was more on the side, like, you know, go where you feel comfortable. Like if you want to go to a certain school, like don't, it doesn't matter. But my dad eventually hopped on board, you know, once I committed and things like that. So, no, I think they did both did a really good job of not putting that on me, of, of holding me to that standard of, like, you need to go to an Ivy League school. No, it is, it is interesting to think about because, obviously, you know, I'm sure maybe in some households that is a lot of pressure, right, and maybe right. it's instilled. But to hear, no, it's like, hey, you know, just – uh, there's the bar is set but it's not set to where you're constantly got to be you know right so that that is cool to see that um so to transition to a day here what what brings you what brought you ultimately to a day high school and how would you describe your experience there because i know it's it's a really interesting place uh for you know people who yeah. went there, people who didn't so Most how did you end up there i'll ever know yeah yeah how would you describe your experience uh, at O'Day? So, um, I was, I went to tops K through eight. So they were, they did a good job of kind of explaining like what schools, like their options that are in your district and things like that. Cause sometimes with certain schools, like if it's too far out, then you can't go. So my options were like Garfield, um, Cleveland, uh, Seattle prep, Odell, these are certain schools. And I talked to my parents about it and I actually went, me and, well, let me rewind a little bit. Me and my dad on Fridays, Friday nights used to go to a lot of, um, basketball games so we used to go like I used to see Garfield play all the time I used to see Garfield play O'Day I seen O'Day play certain teams I went to the O'Day versus Seattle prep game at Seattle prep and you know we always play we always play Seattle prep during Halloween time so it's like we do all the costumes and we like all this certain stuff right so I'm in eighth grade and I'm like okay like I like O'Day like I'm starting to like it and what sold me was me walking in the gym and just seeing like there's a bunch of all boys just standing in this big student section, yelling and screaming, going crazy, dancing, all, all these different costumes. They just seemed like they were having really a lot of fun. And um, I had a few friends that coached me in Little League that were at O'Day already. So it was, they talked to me about it a little bit, but seeing that, that's when I kind of made my decision that this is where I wanted to be. So that Seattle prep game, I would say that was 20, that would be like 20, 2014 that it was, or 2013, 2014. Um, they were dancing. Everyone had these crazy costumes on. And it was like crazy. And they won the game. And so it was just like a whole thing. And that kind of right there, like, I wanted to be a part of that eventually. So I knew like, okay, like this is definitely the school that I want to go to. And then from then on, um, my mom, she wanted me to go to Garfield just because like, for a while, I was locked in on Garfield, but my dad was the one that was saying, like, no, he believes that O'Day would be the best decision for me. Like, me specifically, knowing who I was, you know, me, my dad, we talk a lot, you know, car rides from sports games, stuff like that. So he sees kind of a different side of me at times than my mom does. So he was like, no, like, I see what you're saying. To, to her, he was like, I see what you're saying, but, like, this school for sure is going to, like, get you an order. And O'Day has, like, 
structure and you know they're really religious which was really important for my family and um yeah so that's how I got there so that's what was my decision so now being there um oh Dave that I'll probably say that was the craziest like that was so fun like thinking back to like seeing how college was now you know college isn't really as it's not as structured like you just do, go to class then go home yep. your teachers you know they just talk to you and then give you the homework and leave blah 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 but that I can say I personally feel like I have the I had the best like our class 2019 had probably one of the best like classes it was right before COVID so we got our all of our four years yep and the house system it was like the second year of the house system so they were starting to really go full yeah. go so we had all these different like new games and you know, the teachers, we had Mr. Jackson was there. Um, we had Mr. Walters who was teaching us. Like we had all these teachers that I don't think the O'Day kids now never got to experience because they like those teachers had left. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Miss Boteo. Like we had like we like the pe- teachers that we had, we thought were really good. And they were just so engaging. Like they really were genuinely, they wanted to educate you. But like besides that, like they wanted to just see how you were doing like everything like they wanted to check on you you know they just wanted to make sure everything was all right and I I really appreciated that so I can't really say that like I just don't know anything different than that because I was at O'Day for those four years so I can't speak for other people that say like no my teachers weren't like that it's like well my teachers were and that's just that's just the teachers you know the brotherhood around just there's people that I was friends with that I never thought I would be friends with just because of like, we're just so different, but having these certain games and having um, these certain activities to where like, you have to bond and just realize like, Oh, we actually all have a lot in common. Like we actually all are like, like it was just overall, like just good. And there was really like, there was really like, no, like, um, I don't know how other high schools there really like, no, there was no like bully. I know like, Oh, like this is the big guy. Like everyone saw each other as like equal, like, I give an example of like, there's plenty of athletes that were in my class and that were um, older than me that they went on and played, but they were never to them, to us. We were like, those are just like our brothers. Like we, they were never, they were never like um, treated as superstars Hmm. and by our, by their peers, but also by the teachers as well, because, you know, it can be a lot different if the teachers kind of are on you, but like Dean McGee, like he didn't, he didn't care what you did that night before if you don't come in with your shirt tucked in things like that hair needs to be a certain length like you weren't you were getting detention or you were getting sent home so it was just O'Day set a standard and it's a foundation of what it is to be a man and you know like how you carry that out and what I think is very slick and how they did it is they never like blatantly said like okay this is how to be a man you just go through experiences your four years and by the time you're done you're like okay like I feel like I have a grasp before I step into college of like what it is to be a man. So I would say O'Day and that I didn't even talk about sports. That's just like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like sports is just like, that's, that's like, that's a cool piece, but that that's not what O'Day's for. Like I know O'Day we're big in basketball, baseball, like we're big in every sport, but like, that is like just such a small fraction of what O'Day provides and like what, like the teachers bring and what, um, the staff brings and what the people around you brings and I would just say like yeah that that was really good for me and I feel like that helped me and I carry myself in a certain way when I'm around people so no a day I 12 out of 10 when I have kids they're, they're going to a day they have no choice that doesn't matter <laughs> so yeah no I'm big on a day no yeah I mean you touch on a few things <laughs> really hit home I mean obviously us being in the same class that makes sense but right yeah. about basketball I really was upset at myself that I did not go to more of those basketball games because you're not you're I mean you've got it you've got you know a bunch of different guys from all the different classes <laughs> and you're right on the court too it's not necessarily like some football stadiums we go to where right you gotta be far further back yeah, yeah. you're right there and i love that yeah. senior year um you know so I, I i regret that that i didn't go to more of those so mm-hmm. that but like you were saying it doesn't matter if a dude has a bunch of offers even when i i visited uh i think it was 19 right before this all hit and i i spoke to paulo because i was there and i said hey you know get an interview and we were able to do that which was cool and i appreciate mm-hmm. that from him i mean there's the jokes oh you know whatever he had a couple picks last night you know he did this but no yeah. it's, just, it's the same dude it's your brother you know and like you're yeah, saying no, with, most the, definitely. with the staff like i don't care if you've got an offer from duke I, I need you to have that shirt tucked or you gotta yeah. write 
you know so exactly it is, it is you know and, and especially that foundation you mentioned as well like you're saying with college it's like okay lecture here and now you're kind of left to I mean you've got stuff to do but it's up to you to do it you know so yeah right. no I think I think you did a really good job of just kind of putting it all together um can you talk about your time as a sprinter uh and how that may have impacted you uh on the football field I know that you talked about you know doing shot put a little mm-hmm. bit later uh as a senior but uh as far as I'm correct uh did some did some uh, I think track work or sprinting work as well um um yeah so I didn't this one thing I do regret is I was not as locked in as I was during track because mm. I'm seeing how football is now um and like the speed of it it does help that like you know like running mechanics and you know how to run and you are fast so I would say that I can't speak a lot about it but it one thing I will say it's very important you know you can teach you can teach a lot of technique you can teach schemes but it's hard to teach speed so um, one thing, like if you run track, like run, like run track, like if, you, if you're choosing to run track, like really lock in on that. Uh, we, I had good coaches, Coach Cook, Coach Beck, Coach Maul. I just was, I was just kind of in a different mindset, you know, getting, I was getting more ready for football, like mm-hmm. for college football in the spring when I, sh- I should have just really just locked in on track and then transitioned to like, okay, after the season, now let me get ready for football. But um, I, I do regret that. I do regret not fully mm-hmm fully locking in like so I could have I could have my junior my senior year where I could have like ran track competitively and really just learned like what it is to run so now I'm playing more of a catch-up which is it's fine you know it's just a part of my journey which I'm perfectly fine with but that's one thing that I would have told my younger self that like if you're gonna run if you're gonna run track like really run because I promise you in the long run that's gonna like help a lot so sprinting overall when it comes to just all sports like soccer baseball like you can easily find your way on the field like young too if you're fast you know if how do I say like there's guys on our team now that are freshmen like they're fast so they can get, find their way on special teams they find their way like in a certain package just because of their speed uh, it's not really like oh they're really technically sound but it's just like they can run with this guy or they can get down the field the fastest so I would say um, speed helps a lot it's not that it's not the all be all um, of being good in sports that's that's a myth whoever says that about sprinting like you can you can be fast, or you can be moderate fat and still be dominant. There's plenty of people that are like that, but speed definitely does help for sure. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that I wanted to you know look on that obviously because speed is a big thing, especially as a cornerback. But uh, you mentioned it, you know, if if you've got the speed, you're going to get on the field. And somebody that I think is a prime example of that is Sile Grayson, who's with the Bucks right now, who I think okay. he was like a really great sprinter at LSU, had a couple stints. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now mm-hmm. he's now he's catching touchdowns yeah, from Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah. So yeah. you know it's it's. I mean, like you said, I mean, if you got that speed and you're able to work on it, if you work on it, you'll find a spot on the field. Yeah, um, most definitely. It's it's like a it's. Let me rephrase. It's a combination of both. You know that the person you listed, he, kind. I know who you're talking about because I that he literally was just on like NFL Instagram game winning touchdown like maybe like last week. You also have to, it's a combination of speed and having control. Like when it comes to football specifically, like you need to be able to be fast, but control it. So, because yep. football is not just running straight. Like if you're fast, like, okay, run track, like run track, but like soccer, baseball, like it's about quick burst, um, getting in and out of your transitions, things like that. So speed, um, I would say speed gets you there, like can get you on the field early, but you won't, that doesn't mean when it's all said and done, you'll be the guy though. Yep. Cause you, there's still so many key things that you have to work on. Like just being a DB, just getting in and out of your breaks, having clean feet, um, being a, just turning the ball over tackling. Like there's so much more to it, but that's what I should have said. Speed is like, the, that's the first start where it's like, Oh, like that's going to make you pop. And then if you work on that and then work on all your other skills, like watch when you, it's all said and done, you'll be like, okay, like, this guy's real deal. So that, sorry, that's what I should have said like that. Oh, no, that's a good point out though. I mean, change of direction, is such a big thing. And like you said, all those sports, I mean, yeah, like you said, if you want to turn track, fine, sure. Run another straight line, but obviously there's so much more to everything that you listed, change direction, you know, being able to stop and turn. So that is a good point out. Um, yeah. I want to do a couple of quick hitters here. Cause this is like stuff that is up for debate around O'Day, no matter what year you are. Uh, yeah. Favorite place to eat around O'Day. Because I know that That's was crazy. always I, a big deal. I get excited even talking about that. I just it just takes <laughs> me back. I would, 
I want to say Yoshino's, but I Fuzz Saigon. If let me say this, if you ever go to Fuzz Saigon during lunch hour and you they give you this ten dollar, it's for ten dollars. All you need is ten dollars. They give you can get double orange chicken, any type of rice. They have probably the best bubble tea. I'll give it to Fuzz Saigon. I, I yeah, I would have to give it to them. Like they had, they just had a full meal that you get. Yoshino's was. It's really good. It's like one A, one B. I'm gonna put it like that. I'm not gonna say like one and two because Yoshino's was you just you knew what you were gonna get at Yoshino's. You could switch it up at um, Fuss Saigon. So that's something I would say. And you had like different flavors of like uh, bubble tea, like Yoshino's. You had to get water, or if you yeah. had to pay for something, you could. But then you had to get water. So I would say the best. I would have to give it to Fuss Saigon. I would say that was that was the best one. I don't know. Yeah, I gotta give it to him. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, it's always something when I do the, uh, when I talk to O'Day guys like race or, uh, Milton, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, all right, what's the spot? Cause when it's always a thing, it's like, no matter what that period is before lunch, it's like, all right, where the hell am I going? I'm like, yeah, like, exactly. You're if I, list, I don't, I don't have I anything. It's like, okay, where the hell am I going? You know, some people like George's, yeah. but yeah, those fuss I gone was just like, yeah, okay, there's a line. So you got to be out of there. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, um, I used to go early. I would try to leave class five minutes early just so I make sure because they take so long to make the orange chicken again, but it no, nah, that's that's the best for sure. Um, and then, did you have somebody that you would label as the funniest person from your time at O'Day? I mean, we had at least in our class. I know we had a couple guys who were just, you know, they could just say something and it would be funny. But I mean, at least from your perspective, did you have somebody that you would? It could be like a teacher on? or anybody or a student. Uh, oh, that's tough. Okay. Um, how about you do one of if you could do one like a staff one and a student one. Okay, staff. Um, staff. I would probably say, I would say Mr. Lada. Mr. Lada was funny because we would argue a lot, but he would make funny jokes, and I could never like rebuttal because they were just like it was just <laughs> it was always just a joke, and I'm like, man, that was a good one. And I have to leave like, damn. Okay, next time I'll come with Mr. He always came with something, so I'd say Mr. Lada. He's hilarious. Or Mr. Doyle. Mr. Doyle was funny. Um, student, ooh, I would say the funniest student. Uh, I probably say I probably say Luke Martin, but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't by like by making jokes. He was just naturally kind of like he would just do things. He'd just be like Luke, like what? Like how did that like process? Like how did you think that? And he used to get. I remember he used to get like mad about certain things. He would just really like get really mad. And like, I, that used to crack me up. Cause I'm like, Luke, it's not that serious, but I was, yeah, Luke, Luke was funny. I believe the Luke. I know you kind of, you touched on it a little bit, but especially with talking about an Ode brother of yours, can you, are you able to describe the brotherhood in your own words? Cause I know for some people it's different, but at least through Misha's eyes, how do you view the brotherhood and whether it's, you know, you know through the alumni network through the guys from our class, yeah. Or even maybe, you know, talking to some of the guys from younger, uh, younger classes. Um, well, first, I want to say that I think. I think ours was I think ours, our 2019 class was a little bit different. I always feel like that. I think everybody may feel like that. But I just feel like ours was, I think, um, to bring it up briefly, I think the loss of Vlad, you know, rest his soul and things like that. I feel like that was a moment that kind of like brought everyone even closer than we even like than we could imagine. I think before, like, we all were close like yeah like we're brothers like yeah like we're all in the same class but like with him um with all that happening I think that brought like just everyone closer you know I remember that day crying and just being sad and just, I could just tell like this certain class like we just all like we're just like just together like tight so I would say um the word I would use would be like trusting like being able to kind of drop your guard and being able to like show emotion I think if you are around men a lot and sometimes like when men teach their younger like kids or brothers and nephews is that you need like you need to be tough at all times like you need to don't cry like you need to be a man like that that's what it is to be a man which is so far like so far from the truth like men need to show their emotions so I think just I would say trustworthy like to define our class was like we were able to drop our guard and like to anyone around and like be able to talk to each other about things and cry on each other's shoulders, literally cry, like hug each other. Like I would say, yeah, 
I don't know if other classes can say that, but I would say definitely trustworthy would be the word. You know, you, you bring up some, uh, you bring that up and uh, I've got over, I mean, in the studio down here, I've got my backdrop, but I've got a picture of our 2017, 2018 football team. Oh, um, that was the year. Yeah. That was the year. Uh, and I still have, uh, I know the soccer team, I was the manager of the soccer team that year. And we all had, uh, we all got armbands that said uh, VB on it. Uh, and I've, yeah. I've got Vlad's uh, uh, funeral uh, packet. And I have it over in my ODA yeah, section. Yep, like I'm the same thing, exactly. Yep. So it's it, yeah. yeah. I mean, you talk about that. It's, it's it's the brotherhood itself is already its own thing. But I always did feel like the 2019 class was special because, like you said earlier, um, there was nobody that you could really that was there's no like clicks or why well, you know there was no like upper levels everybody was just kind of on the same level and you everyone could talk up to each other yep yeah i could definitely. i could go into one class and mess with somebody and then go back exactly yep, totally 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 get that yeah um so with that being said i mean if i were to put you on the spot if they somehow get you at one of the open houses in the future right and they want mm-hmm. you to talk to somebody that's you know he's thinking about it maybe he's like you you know uh, thinking about Garfield maybe saddle prep not not sure yeah. about a day though I mean mm-hmm. if I have to put you in the recruiter chair how do you talk about a day what do you go to you know say to this young man who you know wants the best for himself um <clears throat> I would say uh I'd be simple um I think some I would tell him you know, I think some point in high school or some point in life, you want to become the best version of yourself. And I'd say you see yourself in a certain light um, by the end of your year, by the end of senior year, before going to college, you see yourself somewhere, whether that's I'm going to have offers or I'm going to be this and that. You just see yourself. I'll tell them that O'Day will not only give you the best chance, but it will guarantee that those dreams and aspirations will happen, especially if you work on them and use the resources that O'Day has. I can't say that for other schools just because I haven't been there, but I've, I've just seen the people come out of O'Day. And I just, I would say O'Day gives you the best chance to be the best, not even the best chance. O'Day, you buy into the O'Day system and the O'Day program, and I 1,000% guarantee you that you will become the best version of yourself, a version that you've never thought before. And it may not be the version that you saw yourself, but guarantee it will be the best version and your parents will be like, oh my gosh, like who, who is it? You know how to tie his own tie? like who who is this like he knows how to do like just just little stuff that's just little stuff but I would say O'Day is when you buy into O'Day you become the best version of yourself that you've never imagined or never thought you could be uh you know it's it's, you want to talk about that and you know being the best version yourself Uh, I'm sure he's had some impact on that can you talk about perhaps a a favorite coach Kohler moment that you had uh, over your four years at O'Day um I can. Um, so Coach Kohler probably didn't even remember this, but Coach Kohler's a really strict guy. Like, he doesn't, you know, by the book, you know, tuck your shirt in. Um, like, in, this is, like, in-game. So um, certain every, – if, if we're wearing black socks, we're wearing black socks. So I was a guy that certain games I didn't want to wear black socks, certain games I didn't want to do that. So my junior year, it was like I was the younger – I was starting, but I was the youngest kind of out of everybody. It was more of a scene that 2018 class when we went to State 1. Yep. So I was kind of the youngest on the defense and things like that. So, you know, I made my plays. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Let me, um, let me rewind. Sorry. Sophomore year. That's throwing me off, but then it, it goes to junior year, but sophomore year um, I'm really young. So I'm barely playing and we go to state and I hate talking about it, but we yeah. end up losing to Kamayakin. And I remember I was just the last guy, one of the last guys out, just like just by nature, just having to be one of the last guys going out. And I remember I just looked at it and I was staring out there. And one thing about Coach Cole, he's always like the one of the last, if not the last guy that leaves the Tacoma Dome. He probably doesn't even know he does this, but he just does it. Like whenever we went to state, like he was always, for some reason, he was just always like one of the last guys to leave. And I remember I was standing there and I was staring like, okay, like sad, but I was like, I'm coming, I'm coming back. Like I'll be back. And I remember Coach Kohler grabbed me. He was like, don't even worry about this. Like what we have coming next year and what we can do um, is like something special. And then, so fast forward to 2017, the 2018 year winning state and the fashion that we won it, he came up to me. He's like, didn't I tell you at the same door, 
the same door that could we walk out the same door to get to the bus. He's like, didn't I tell you? I probably say that was one of the craziest. Like you remember that, and he reminded me like you told me this the exact time last year that we were gonna do this, and we not we literally did did all the work, put all the work in, and then we did it. So yeah, I'll say that moment. It is funny you talk about how strict he is. As somebody, I, I knew him uh, because my my grandfather. You know, I'm a legacy. My grandfather went. My dad, my uncles. Uh, so I've known him for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. it's so funny to see him always oh, all nice when you're young and all that and then you go to a yeah. game still relatively strict but there are moments you see in the hallway and a little bit soft it's like what the hell dude? yeah he's exactly. been grilling me for 30 minutes but yeah. no that that is crazy to think about and it, it was you know to be at that Kamayakin game to have that happen you know and to get back and I, I'll tell you I was if we do this deep dive one day where I somehow get really big in sports journalism and someone like looks up my I was not good at football we'll get that straight right now I'm not going to say <laughs> I ever was but I was part of that team for a couple months uh to see what the team did you know go out and kind of mop the floor with beach that was really cool and so to hear that yeah. adds adds more adds more mystique to it yeah um, so to, to to put a bow on it uh I won't. I don't know if I should say the school that you talked about a, a lot at O'Day. Oh no, it's Mish, okay. <laughs> Mish wasn't necessarily, at least for the a good amount of high school, wasn't looking at you, to my knowledge, right? Not, not at all. How did you end up there? Obviously, you know anybody can look up, see the preferred walk on, but what yeah. steps brought us there? How did we get there? Well, sad to admit it, this was me. I was an Oregon fan, probably up until probably up until my senior year of high school and some of high school, some of my senior year of high school, I wasn't an Oregon fan. And I know that was, uh, you regret that. Yeah. It's in the past. It's in the past, which is okay. Which is okay. Cause we're here now. Um, no. So, um, what happened was <clears throat> I was finishing up, um, my, uh, school year It was probably around December and, um, yeah, it was right after the season a bit, and I already had a, I already had offers from Eastern Washington. I had, I had these schools. I had visited these schools, and I was going about to like during January after the season is where you set your official visits to start visiting these schools. So I went to Eastern Washington. It was cool, and then I was planning on going to like a whole. Um, it was gonna be like back to back to back. So I was going to go to Columbia. And I was going to go to Yale. And I was just going to go back to back weekends every time and just decide, but. I wasn't really sure if I wanted to go there or not. Um, it wasn't anything wrong with it. I just, it just didn't, you know, you just have that feeling like, mm, like, yeah, it is. This is like something really nice that everyone likes, but for some reason you're the only one that doesn't really see. It's like, oh, this is nice. But for some reason, I just don't see the same um, genuineness. That's the correct word. Like how genuine it is to other people. Mm-hmm. so um coach Mays who was a defensive line coach hit me up and told me that um a coach from the University of Washington um wanted me to play for their team and coach Mays told them that they wanted me on a preferred walk-up but coach Mays was like oh no like he needs to be offered they need to offer this kid blah 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 but they were like you know just kind of how I'll go into the like how that all worked played played out but um so it was coach Harris um he's Kirk he's currently at uh georgia southern right now my dog but um he was the um first guy that hit me up and it was just instagram you know he's like what's up man i would love to get on the phone with you and i'd love to talk to you and i'm like oh like you dub like okay like it was different because i was seeing it from a different perspective like it was more it was like i was a fan so it's like if you're Oregon, you automatically don't like you dub but now the coach for the dbs that coach one of the db <laughs> The coach of the DBs from UW, who's also the assistant to the the head guy that has produced multiple UWs to the NFL, they're here calling you. I'm like, like my whole like right then and there, everything flipped. Like it wasn't even like, should I answer it? Should I not? I'm like, oh no, like I'm gonna answer it. So that just shows I wasn't really a true Oregon fan. I was <laughs> just I just like the that just shows right there how fast I can switch. Um so no, he I got on the phone with him and he was telling me, like, no, like we really like love your tape and we love your game and we'd like to um, take you on official business. Like we first want to like give you a preferred walk on. So like that was there. And he was like, it's up to you if you want to go, like if you want to come, if you want to play. 
And um, he said that we'd take an official visit. So I took an official visit. Um, and I kind of just fell in love with the, the sense of being home, you know, going to a top college like UW and being home was good, but also just who, who my position coaches were and what they, what they have done. And like, they have like, they have a resume for it of sending guys to the league. And that's something that I wanted to do. And I didn't, I didn't know how bad I wanted it at the time, but I knew that I wanted to do that. Like, I was like, I could see myself playing in the NFL and um, talking to coach Peterson as well when he was here, because he, when he was the head coach, you know, he was really big on family um, education, um, being like being a man, kind of the same, same structures that O'Day had just in more, like it was like a, 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 a larger scale mm-hmm. and more, just more competitive in school, more competitive in football just by nature. Um, so I went on the official visit and I loved it. And I, I really wasn't, that was the first time I felt like comfortable with the school. Like I could see myself here. And I could see myself being here all the time. Like the other schools, I could see myself being there for certain moments. Like I see myself at some school, I can be here for the football season, like because I love playing football. But then I then I have to be on the off season. I have to play like be here at school and things like that. Like when you're when you're committing, like think you it's good to think of all of that, like not just the football aspect, because football is literally 12 games guaranteed then you have a championship then you have a bowl game but then you have all school left like you're training but you're training like we're training right now but we're not playing football yep so like going to school just for football is kind of like i understand but like you need to see if you can see yourself here all the time so that's what that's the mindset i took and that was the first school i saw myself as and i told my parents like yeah like this is a school i want to go to and i was just confident in myself and my skills i didn't even know about the whole like what it was to be a walk-on I'm happy I didn't know either but it was like I didn't know like <laughs> oh yeah like being a walk-on you're barely like you may not play da 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 I'm just like I'm here like all right like we're gonna see like we're gonna see who, who finishes we'll see at the end we'll see I'll see you at the finish line we'll see like where everybody lands so yeah no that was that was my decision you talk about you know that sort of first year with, with coach Peterson I'll, I'll talk about him in a second but uh on on the website on your on your like pro, player profile uh, mentioned mm-hmm. that you won the Iron Pup Award in 2019. Do oh, you, you did your research. I, you did hey, your man, research. I yeah. got to be prepared yeah. for this stuff, you know? Yeah, that's... So can you talk about that a little bit, what that might mean to those who might not be entirely sure? Yeah, so it's it's kind of like the hardest worker out of the freshman. So that's an example, but it's not like, it's not based off of um, what, like, we see you doing extra work in the weight room or we see you doing this. It's It's all the people who red shirts. So you redshirt your freshman, you know, they just don't think you're ready yet. So they're going to give you time. All you're doing is in the weight room. So you lift all, you lift a lot, you lift heavy during the season, you practice hard, lift heavy, just repeat, just to get you built up for like college football. Mm-hmm. Um, so every, every day, every morning before the game, or it was about four hours before the game. So we had a game at six, it'd be at, we'd have this competition at two, yep. just things like that. So we'd have morning games, whatever. And it's competitions, but it's like these group, not gruesome, but it's these tough um, workouts that it's like a competition that you have to do. And you, it's a, on a point system. And so, so a lot of it is, and the reason why I said like kind of like hard worker is because like you have to really push yourself mentally because physically you can do it, but it, phys- but mentally coming as a freshman, you're like, this is crazy. Like yeah. I can't do this. So as a freshman, like, for you to push yourself to a certain limit to be like, I need to do this. Like I can finish this. That's kind of what the whole thing was. So we did all these like crazy competitions and things like that. Tug of war, like these gauntlets, like, like Olympic trials, like crazy stuff like that. And then it was just a matter of like the point system. And then I ended up being the winner because like throughout the time, like I had won my, like my competitions or I had been the highest score that, so I've done, I did the work and then just they, tallied all the points of and I ended up winning hmm. so that's how yeah so that's how the iron pup thing went yeah yeah no it's 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 funny because yeah I, I mean I have to do my research you know and I was like what the hell I was like look at that so I figure yeah. figure that go into yeah. that um you talk about coach Pete I know he wasn't there I mean you know the what the one year uh how do you remember him because you talked about some of the values that you know he tried to instill as coach and I know that he had a, a, an impact on a lot of players and you know when I got the the notification on my phone I was like hey you know what's going on and then seeing the the, the out the people the players responding hey this was a guy who made a big impact right yeah what, what was your memory of coach Pete 
so my memory it's not as descriptive as others because i was i was i was with coach pearson for literally probably a quarter because i was a freshman you had that football so you had summer and you had the football season and then he he had he had left yep so i was only with him for a quarter but just in that in that one quarter one thing that i really do appreciate is he was really good at like separating football and like life like not everything had to be about football and i feel like that's really important especially like yeah we're college football players and we play on these big stages but like we're really just kids like we just are just gifted and we're just gifted in this sport that people like to watch. But at the end of the day, we're still kids. We're still growing up. We're still trying to figure out lie our lives, figure out like everything that we want to do. So he was really good at separating like football and really just talking about like life. Like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do? Like if football doesn't work out, like that's a, that's a conversation that a lot of people don't like to have, but that's a conversation that needs to be had because realistically not everybody's going to the NFL. That's just, a lot of it, you, it's a small percentage of the people that go to the NFL, and those people are very blessed to be in that position to go to the NFL. Um, so he was really good at just separating everything. Like, so we talked about life. Like, he had all these like bonding um, activities that we did during fall camp and during, even during the season at times. And he just always kind of reminded us that, like, for the bigger picture, like, don't just focus on football. Like, there's a time for football, but there's also a time to just focus on life and to focus on like a lot of your family, you know, every Sunday we had to write down like what things we were thankful for. It didn't matter if we won a game, we lost a game, had a bad day. We come in the team meeting room, everybody has their notebook out, write four things you're grateful for, write them down. Then sometimes he'd sneak up on you and call your mom like, hey, did your son call you today? Or did your son have to call <laughs> you? No, I haven't called. He hasn't talked to me in the past. Da, da, da. What are you doing? Not Then what are you doing? Not calling your mom? And you're sitting there like, oh, like, <laughs> how did you even know like I didn't call her like that's weird but it's just this little things like that like making sure like he just um he just made us think more about he he made us think about life as well as we were still able to think about football and really still locking up football and I think I think that's a challenge that a lot of coaches have and he did it he did it with ease and you know, I was there for the back end of his like the last bit so he probably like developed it but when I got there, he had it down to a T on what he was doing, what he was trying to accomplish. Um, and like he said, like you're built, like this is, this is a built for life program. That was his thing. And that was also the thing that sold me on committing, but um, it's a built for life program. Like, yeah, we're going to get you ready for football, but all the stuff that you're going to learn when you're at UW will like, will build you for life. So coach Peterson definitely made an impact for sure. And just in that small bit of time. Yeah. I mean, you talk about it, you know, coaches instilling their system, whether it's, you know it'll be interesting for me to see you know and everybody else that's a fan of it uh what coach DeBoer is going to have built right yeah but yeah. it is interesting to hear about how different coaches uh instill their system whether it's you know like you're talking about with coach Peterson really building that family um and how some coaches you hear a lot different things so it is yeah no, you know someone no, who's in there in that locker room it is interesting to really poke and hear about that I do want to talk right. about coach lake after this um, yeah but 2020 i mean as a whole you know obviously big mess but the season two uh, for you guys you know what four games i believe um how yeah. did that go i mean obviously protocols shortened season you know not knowing if you're playing a game through misha's eyes how was the 2020 season um and obviously like to avoid having anything like that again but how did that all play out through your eyes um the 2020 that was just that was just a crazy year overall not even just the season but I would say yeah. um I I do commend coach Lake for the way he handled it you know like he was always just telling us like just being really optimistic like things are going to get better like like you know keeping like he was never like rushing people to come back um he's always like you know make sure make sure you get your quarantine you know he's big on getting the vaccine stuff like that you know just protocols little stuff like that but also just keeping us on like if we get a game canceled, like back to work, like that's all that means. So we had our first game was supposed to be against Cal, but yep. California at the time, that was, it was just a bunch of, um, bunch of COVID cases and things like that. So we didn't get to play them. So we're like, man, and people are down. He calls everybody for a zoom meeting. He said, I don't know why everybody's sad. Like, okay. Like it is what it is back to work. Like we need to start. We need, we're going to practice. We're not going to practice today, obviously, but we're going to practice tomorrow, practice hard, rest you guys as if like Sunday was your off day back to Monday. And now we're preparing for Oregon state. So I really, I appreciate how he was still like, he didn't panic. 
from what we saw. So he we could have been panicking under like everything, but he showed he seemed like he didn't panic at all. He was like, "All right, we're back to work. Um, new scheme, new this. We need to continue to work hard. We know all the outside noise, how everything is happening, is like going crazy. But he was like, we need to work. Like people who are going to work the hardest, like are going to benefit more um, from, or work the hardest and the smartest are going to benefit more uh, when game time comes. So uh, yeah, no, the twenty twenty season was it was fun." Um, but it was it was weird playing in games and um, no fans. Like they used to have card, they had cardboard fans like in our in our stadium. Um, no cheerleaders, no like cheering, like nothing. Just felt almost like practice, kind of. But it it was more intense because we knew the game. Like you can't like run, you can't do this again. Like you can't redo this play. It's not practice. So yep. the level, the importance rose. But it did the atmosphere felt different because it wasn't like what we were accustomed to. Mm-hmm. But I would say, I mean, this will this will be a crazy story to tell our kids, like, no, we literally played through a pandemic. Like yeah. that's like not that's that's it could be just because we're in it now, it doesn't seem crazy, but 20, 30 years down, you you like, whoa, like we really played in that and we just played like like we were just kids, like just, all right, it's fine, like we're gonna play football. So, um, yeah, no, I would say the 2020 season was um, learned a lot. Um, I would say something that was important for me, you'll probably touch on it later, like just like on how I got to where I was, but I got quarantined um, like December 12th. So I missed Christmas with my family because I had to quarantine. So um, just during that time being by myself, um, I kind of just, had a self check-in, which I really, I didn't, I didn't have before. Mm. And I kind of had a self check-in and just a self-talk. Like, do you feel like you're doing everything you need to like become the best football player become the best defensive back you can? And, you know, having, I think it's really key to have a self-talk with yourself. So I would say 2020 was crazy, but having that self-talk with myself is the reason why I'm at where I'm at now, because I talked to myself and really was serious. Like, are you doing everything you can to be like a top DB? Because if you're doing everything you can, and you're still not a top DB, then that's that's a different story. But if you can sit here and genuinely say, like, yeah, I'm doing everything I can, and I was honest with myself, like, I'm not. Like, yes, I'm doing certain things. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm working hard, but there's there's still so much to learn and so much that I can do to get to where I am now. So um, I would say 2020, having that self-talk with myself, that was probably the – besides the pandemic, the biggest thing that happened to me was having that self-talk. Yeah, and I mean <laughs> – I think I think a key point you you mentioned you know being able to tell people hey we played in a pandemic, just some of the photos was like you know somebody celebrating, and there's just nobody in the stand. It's just incredible to think about. It's just yeah really no most definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean obviously not something uh, to like to go back to, especially with the variant going around right now. Um, yeah. Can you touch a little bit? I know you you spoke on him you know staying home. <laughs> Uh, on the outside at least but can you uh, touch a little bit about coach lake because obviously you know head coaching tenure didn't maybe go as planned right but Mm -hmm. as far as i can remember i remember telling my dad you know when he was like db coach defensive coach that was a guy that was like hey here's a big reason why this program is successful right is yeah like the you know i'm sure you know it as a db now but all the guys that have gone to the league can you just touch on coach lake both as a head coach and you know as, as a guy that you probably knew re- relatively well yeah so um coach lake one thing i'll start off by saying like coach i know a lot of fans like i don't know how people hired like coach lake um coach lake was his resume was for coach peterson to step down like that would be the guy that would step up like yep. there would be no, there's no other option like that's like that's like almost common sense like just what he did and stuff like that you're like oh oh coach lake would be the head coach like we didn't think of it at the time just because we didn't think coach Peterson was going to leave but then when all everything settled down they're like coach lake head coach. we're like oh yeah like that makes sense we weren't like what coach lake like no like the resume he did and the people he sent to the league and stuff like that like it just didn't it just didn't work out here which is fine you know it's just yeah. how just how life goes but first i first want to say that he was the the heir like he was the next up to be a head coach so I would say, and he was well-deserving of that because of what he did. Um, I would say Coach Lake, he does have a different coaching style. He's a, he's more, um, I would say, demanding because he he has a standard. Mm-hmm. And that standard doesn't drop for anybody. It doesn't matter who you are. It's a standard that he holds. And because it's a 
it's a process that he has and it's a it's a recipe that he has and it it works so he's not going to switch it for anybody um just simply because like i know this recipe so if you buy into what i'm telling you and you really lock into what i'm telling you and you do extra work and things like that like watch where you'll be um so the, yeah i would say that was my freshman year him as a defensive backs coach um this year um it was just just because how everything happened like everything just wasn't really going our way um um how can i say it coach lake um he, he's a he was a really good coach like he was really good like with schemes he was really good with you know like breaking down film things like that um so it was really good for like you to talk to him like and he, he's a football junkie like he loves football so he literally you can go to him and like hey coach I, I was wondering can i see this technique great i have this in this folder i have 30 clips right here and he'll walk through you every clip. He'll I've sat down with him and had meetings with him about like a certain press technique. And he'll literally we'll both stand up and he'd be like, All right, this is how you need to play it. And he'll literally act like he's a defensive back. I'm a receiver. And he's like, This is how you need to do. And we go, we would do that multiple times. And um, you know, he's really smart. He's very intelligent, especially when it comes to football. Like that's probably the smartest person I know when it came to football. Um but yeah, no, I just think um, it just didn't go out how, how it all planned. Um, it wasn't all on him. Like, I, people are like, oh, like, Lake really, like, lost the season. Like, no, there's a lot of stuff went into it. Um, he just was the – he's the head coach, so that's why people want to blame him. It's like, yeah, it has to be the head coach. Like, so I got to blame – yeah, I have to blame somebody, so I'm going to blame him. Um, yeah, no. Um, coach Lake was a great coach. Um, I, I'm grateful for the stuff that he taught me. Um, he um, – like back to what I said about the standard, like it really trains you to be an NFL. It really trains you to be like an NFL guy, like whether that's in the film room, whether that's being on time to things, whether that's like everything is literally to a standard because he's trying, he's literally preparing you for the NFL. Like he's not just, he's not recruiting kids just to have you here. Like he's recruiting you because I feel you can go to the NFL. So I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to do my part and now you need to do yours. And then like, so it becomes a factory. Like that's what kind of, that's kind of how, like, I feel like how the, how deep the DBs are here at UW, like, which is a factory. You, every year you're going to see one or two people going to the NFL. This year we had two last year. We had like three the year before that, like every year you're going to see a DB going through the NFL and all of them were coached by Lake. Like everybody, everybody has, it hasn't been a class yet that hasn't been coached by Lake yet. I mean, much more down the years, of course, but, Right now, the twenty my class, twenty twenty. Um, well, I'll, I'll say my class because I got directly coached by him. He was my defense backs coach. Everyone else saw him as a head coach. So I'll say my class is the last class that that was directly coached by Coach Lake. So yeah, yeah no, I think um, really good coach, really smart, really intelligent, holds everyone to a standard. Um, and yeah, no, I appreciate him for all stuff he did. Yeah, no, I mean, like you, I didn't expect Peterson to step down, but when it was announced that Lake, it was like, oh, that makes total sense. Absolutely. Yeah, like, you was, know, from that standpoint, yeah. yeah. You know, and I know that, yeah, didn't work out. That's fine. Not everything is 100%. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where he takes over next. But, yeah, yeah like, like I said, building up, like, in the years prior to it, you knew it was like, hey, you got Jimmy Lake. There's a reason this defense is good, you know. So, yeah, at least that's and how like I fam, saw it. Yeah, like fans act like they weren't two years ago oh my gosh we just got coach lake like this yeah. is gonna be like and then they jumped to he literally i can't believe one person can do all this and all stuff like that and it's like yeah like you you don't even know like what's you don't know what's going on like yep. everyone plays a role it's not just him I'm not saying he didn't play a role but everyone plays a role in how things go it's not just one person and just two years ago you were ride or die coach lake like and now it's like I knew this would happen and I knew all, no, you didn't. You would. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's just how fans are and stuff like that. So it's just whatever. Well, yeah. And I mean, you got it. You always got to look at it as a different perspective. That's why, you know, when a firing like that happens or something, you know, when, when a coaching position doesn't necessarily work out, it's really important for me to look at the players that they coached because I mean, like you, you played for the guy, you know, what's going on, you know, yeah. some dude on Twitter, you know, things they no have idea. inside scoop or like, I just talked to so-and-so and they said, yeah, yeah man, I, you I'm know, here with them every day. And I, we see everything. Yeah. So no, that's why, you know, obviously it didn't work out, but it's uh, at least for me, I'll remember coach Lake in a positive, in a positive light. 
Yeah. Uh, you talk about some of the guys that, uh, which is a good transition. I thank you for that. Talk about some of the guys, NFL caliber talent that's been through that locker room. Can you say mm-hmm. that you've picked up on anything from some of those guys? I mean, not necessarily all <sighs> oh of them have been gosh. teammates, but just to look at some of them, you know, since around 19, you know, Byron Murphy, Keith Taylor, Josiah Bronson, Levi on Greg Gaines, Taylor Rapp, Miles Bryant, Jordan Miller, yeah. Elijah Molden. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of talent. This goes on, yeah. And even in this year's draft, you know, some of your teammates. So yeah. I mean, can you say, can you speak to, you know, those guys and things you might have picked up from them? Obviously, I'm sure a lot uh, from the coaches, but, you know, obviously from your teammates as well. Yeah, most definitely. So I didn't – I never got to talk to, like, Byron Murphy, Taylor Rapp, and Greg Gaines because they – when they when I was taking my business, they were preparing for the draft. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't, but um, Miles Bryant, that's a guy I still text now. Keith Taylor, Elijah Molden. I just was talking to them about, you know, having a mentality of, I was just talking to Elijah Molden about having the mentality of going to the NFL, like where your mind space needs to be. It's less physical and it's more mental about your confidence, things like that. So learning from them, I think was a big reason because they set, they, they're really good at setting the standard. Like we have a thing where it's like, there's no drop off. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. Like whoever, if you, someone gets subbed out or the next person comes in, like I could do, do, do that if more and like show your showcase, your talents. Like there should never be a drop off in skill. So like, I feel like that's what makes UW so good as well is because everyone's like, Oh my gosh, like they just sent two guys to NFL. Like, Oh, who's going to be next. You're like, wait a minute. The two guys that are next, like, Whoa, they might be, are they better than the other guys? Like, Oh, that's how, that's how good they are and like that's a standard that we hold each other to and for those guys to see how like hard they work and things like that it's it's very reassuring sorry die black hello everything good no you're good oh yeah okay but yeah to see guys work hard like that it's very reassuring to then not only see them benefit from going to the league but then also to see what they're doing because that just gives you reassurance that what, what they were doing, all the stuff that you saw, like it literally works. Like it's like, it literally works. Like sometimes it's like, Oh, like, should I do this? Should I do that? And I'm not saying do what they do to a T and you'll be there, but it's like just seeing like how they carry themselves, you know, they're Elijah Molden. They, he's here at 6am getting his body right off worked out before we even work out. Then after that, doing extra work, then doing recovery, like make sure his body was right. Miles Bryant, always in the film room. KT, always in the film room, always working on his technique. Like those are guys that I really looked up to, especially when I, especially being younger and not really knowing too much about college football and stuff like that. So yeah, no, I learned a lot from all of them and I still text them. And I, we played, um, I remember we played Stanford and I was starting that game and I called KT like, hey, how did you guard these Stanford receivers? Because they're big. They're like all they're like known to be like six six that the average was like six six two thirty, so that's like a that's a receiver that's usually like a tight end but they're <laughs> playing on the outside yeah so I text him I call him like hey like how did you guard this guy like that and then I um I got someone because I don't know Byron Murphy but I got one of my friends who was on the team same team as him he got in contact with Byron Murphy and then Byron Murphy got in contact with me and he was like this is how I guarded them this is how you should you should guard them and I did that and it ended up working at when we played Stanford so it's like. I always like what's one thing I really appreciate about them is like they're always just open to answer questions. They're not like they leave and now it's like I can't talk to you anymore. Like they all text me congratulations, like stuff like that. It's little texts like that, but like it really means a lot though, just because like you like like you really saw you saw me, like you saw me, and like being at the status that you are, like sometimes you don't think that. I would say Trent Kyler, those two are the ones I'm really close with. Those two are my guys. They've helped me just overall just giving me little tips just to become a better defensive back and us all working together this year because we all were all corners so we were all working together and all just watching tape watching film learning different techniques learning stuff like that so I feel like we were learning off of each other like sometimes they would do something and I'm like okay like all right I'm gonna put that into my game I would do something they'd be like oh what you did was cool I'm gonna add that to my game it was just like we were just all working with each other and those two guys, like, also now, like, I'm really proud of them. Like, they're, like, trained for the combine and stuff like that. But, like, seeing where, where they're going to fall in the draft and things like that and seeing what they're going to do, like, I th- it brings me joy to see um, what they're doing. And it also just motivates me because it's like, okay, like, they did it. Now it's, now it's my turn. And then it's and then the guy behind me's turn. And then the guy behind me's turn. Like, it's like, just keep going and going and, like, just just keep, like, keep the standard of who we are. Like, being death row, being the top DBs in the country. Like, keeping that same standard and 
everyone's so well open to like um, getting advice and everyone to giving advice as well. Like and you always call them like, hey, like I have a question about blah, blah, blah. Oh, here, this is, how, this is how we learned in the NFL. Like I text Elijah Molden about something and he'll show me NFL clips that he's learning in the NFL. Like, hey, try this and tell me if it works. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this, they're giving me NFL advice and I'm still in college. Yeah. So yeah, I, I learned a lot from all, all those guys that I listened to. And yeah, even just on a mentality aspect, especially with Miles Bryant, like him walking on, he was like, every day, like, it's really like, like, don't like treat every day like your last. Like you really have to invest. Like by, at the end of the day, it's like, did I invest in everything? Did I do everything I could to get better? And like you do that every day and you make that a habit and you create that, you create that habit of like, like blocking in and um, emptying the tank every day, like where you're going to fall is going to be like, okay, like this is, this is, this is a good spot where I'm at. So yeah, no, all those guys are amazing. All those guys helped so much with me. Yeah. And I mean, you talk about it as, as long as I remember, I mean, what we go back to some of the older guys like Kevin King, Sidney Jones. I mean, you look at down the list. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And it's like each and every year, like pro football focus puts out the thing where you'll see the Washington DBs are ranked so high. It's like, I mean, it's just like, I yeah, think just, you, you nailed it. It's a standard. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, uh, I'm running a little close here. Uh, I've got another interview to do here in a second, but I do want to, I want to mix this because I feel like they might tie to each other. At least I, I'm, I'm not sure. Cause I'm, I'm going to hear it from you obviously, but yeah, you know, get a, bring a new head coach in and Kalen DeBoer. We talked about it, putting his, bringing his guys into the staff and instilling his sort of system. You talked about, you know, those guys talking to you, uh, some of the guys from other classes. I know that he said he wants UW to be a place where the alumni can come back and it still feel like home. What's your first impression been of him? I mean, I know it's kind of been a little mm -hmm. bit new, right? But that and uh, just, uh, you know, the emotion and the thought process when, you know, you're sitting in that meeting and that slide comes up and your name's on it. And there's some else yeah. on there. Uh, so how has it been, you know, with, coach DeBoer and then getting that announcement from him um I mean uh I can't uh I can only speak from like what has happened since like I got offered because last week was like our like a discretionary week so it was mm, like you're, yeah. you're there like optional like this is our this is only our second day of like a true renter training so last year oh. the coaches were kind of roaming around like you're getting to know people like so you're lifting with the new strength coaches but it's just like light stuff but now we're really we're getting into it now like we're mm -hmm. it's full go now but before it was kind of like, like hey guys like i just want to introduce myself so coach DeBoer, i mean like i said yeah i appreciate him for giving me the offer that i mean him recognizing that um and seeing like like yeah like you need to be on scholarship i do really appreciate him for that um he's he he's brought in some guys like I mean, that's, I can't really, that's all I can really say. Cause I, I want, I feel like it's going to be so much better when we get to August and we get to September and you guys see, um, but no, he brought in a crazy strength staff and um, different coaches um, from his, from his old staff from Fresno state. And then also coaches from that he used to work with from um, across the country. Um, I, I'm excited. And uh, he's a great guy. He, he's almost like, I wouldn't say he's like coach Peterson, but his values are, they're two different people, but they have the same values. Like mm. you, like you need to call your parents. Like we're going to, when we eat lunch all together and stuff like that, like you're going to talk to the coaches and our coaches are going to bring our, like their coaches are going to bring their families around. It's like, we're all really going to be connected and together. And um, he's locked in on school. Like we have like check-ins, like you need to get your grades, right. You miss, you miss something like you'd be punished for it. Like you're not going to miss tutoring. You're not going to miss class. Like he holds everyone to a standard. Um, so yeah, I'll say he had the same values and it's funny because coach Peterson helped with like the whole like process of getting him. So it's like, probably like, like somebody who's kind of the similar as him, like to an extent, things like yeah. that. So no, but no, um, no, um, coach DeBoer, he's, a, he seems like he's a, he's a really great coach. Um, I haven't like been coached by him yet because yeah. just, we haven't got the seat and stuff like that, but, um, he, 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 it looks like he knows what he's doing and he, the staff and the people that he brought in, like they, they're all confident and what's going to happen. And they're all confident in like what they can do. He's literally, I think one everywhere he's been to, like he doesn't have like a, like, Oh, he did bad here. Like everywhere he's been to, he's gotten teams better. So just seeing, hearing that, that's just like, and especially in the state that we were last year, we're like, okay, like we're bought in. We're like, all right, let's do this. Like, what are we going to do? And he, yeah, he's, he's a great coach. Uh, I'm excited to, 
to be specifically now to be coached by him and like learn the stuff that he learned um go by like the like because every coach coaches differently so like go by the way like his coaching way is and things like that and just buying in and seeing where we land i think we're gonna be good i think um i don't even want to say that i think i just can't wait for everything to kind of gel and everything to come together but um yeah no coach abor great guy um great person overall great coach and um, yeah we're all, all excited it, it's interesting kind of ties into what you talked about at O'Day. i mean guys staff that care about you and they they keep you in check i mean so, yeah uh i appreciate having you on i know that no you're problem, man. done with tutoring so yeah well, hope i didn't run into anything with you there. oh yeah no but uh for those who don't know, I think we talked about our Mish and I, same class, not super close, but really cool to see where he's at right now and to be in that list of Husky DB, DBs and see what happens next year. So uh, I always oh, put socials and everything in the description. Is there anything you want to leave off on or just kind of looking forward to next year? Um, yeah, Husky Nation, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a year. So the, uh, just know we're uh, we're determined. We're determined, especially for next year. Mish, I appreciate you, and I'm excited to see you appreciate back on the you field. Appreciate you too, Charles. Yeah, most definitely. Baba Bowie.